I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and the future of work. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. So I want to know, what is your competitive edge? Whether in attracting and retaining the most talented employees or in delivering products and services that create amazing experiences or in being a fantastic colleague to your coworkers, what is your competitive edge? What gives you a leg up such that your employees or your customers or your coworkers will go out of their way to keep working for you if they're your employees? to keep coming back if they're your customers, or to brag about you if they're your coworkers, or maybe even your biggest fans. Today, we are diving into your competitive edge, and I'm gonna give you some ideas that will help you be the kind of leader or manager or coworker or business that has your employees, your coworkers, your customers begging for more. The other day, I was in Trader Joe's. Now, Trader Joe's is one of my favorite stores. And if you're not familiar with Trader Joe's, it is a somewhat upscale grocery store that doesn't have upscale prices. Imagine if Whole Foods, a very upscale and very organic and very high-priced grocery store, and Aldi, a very discount grocery store, if Whole Foods and Aldi had a baby, it would be Trader Joe's. So there I was in Trader Joe's and I wanted to buy a quantity of something. In fact, I had done all of the rest of my shopping. I picked up a number of items from the produce department, another a number of items from the staples area and some frozen foods. And now I went to a specific area in the very back of the store. I wanted to buy some seltzer water, some carbonated bubbly water lime flavored, if you must know, and I was buying it in quantity. In fact, I wanted to buy 10 or 12 of them. And as I drove my cart to that area of the store, I saw somebody restocking the shelves right in that area. In fact, they had a big cart of all kinds of different flavored waters and still waters and so forth that they were restocking. And so rather than taking all of the lime flavored bubbly water off of the shelf, I asked the particular person who was stocking the shelves, if they had a case of it, 12 bottles of it, because I saw a case of it, it was the wrong flavor, but he had a case of it on his cart that he was going to take out of the case and restock the shelves with. So I asked, do you have a case of this in line? Because I would save you the trouble of unpackaging it from its case and putting it on the shelf if you had a full case of lime. So he said, well, if I'll go in the back and check. And if I don't, would you like me to bring you a box so that you can take 10 or 12 bottles yourself? And I said, that would be wonderful. Either way, either a full case, because it came like shrink wrapped and plastic wrapped and so forth, either a full case or an empty box would be great. So I stood there and waited. And as I watched 
this employee walk across the back end of the store and go into the back stock room. I saw him get stopped by another employee who asked another question. He interacted with that employee and then went into the back room to presumably look for my case of water. Now, it took a little while, perhaps longer than I had expected, for him to come back. I was patient. I wasn't in a rush. In fact, my daughter was at an appointment that was at a nearby location and I had time to spare until it was time to go pick her up. So I was in no rush. I was very patient. He came back and he explained that no, they didn't have any full cases of that flavor. And so I would need to take product off the shelf. And he was still going to get me a box, but he needed to help this other customer with something first. And I said, that's fine. Take your time. So he went off and he helped this other customer. And eventually, and it really was a long time between me and you, before he came back with a box. And then I was ready to take the box from him and put my bottles into it. But he insisted, although I tried to be the one to take the bottles off the shelf and put them in the box, but he insisted that he would do it. So he took the bottles off the shelf and stacked them into my box, including using some extra pieces of cardboard to keep them from bumping into each other, which really wasn't necessary since they were plastic bottles, but I appreciated the effort and the extra extent that he was going to. Finally, he's got the bottles ready. He loads them up in my cart. And then he says to me, you have been so patient and so kind as I have done this. I would like to buy you flowers. Now, I don't actually remember if he used the word buy or I would like to give you flowers. I would like to gift you flowers, something like that. Now, if you know Trader Joe's, they do have a beautiful flower selection right at the front of the store. Now, being the born and raised Minnesotan that I am, I did the thing that we do here in Minnesota, which is to say no thank you. And I said no thank you three times, which is the number of times that we Minnesotans are supposed to say no thank you when offered something that we weren't expected. And really, I didn't need the flowers. I wasn't expecting the flowers. Now, many times when I go to Trader Joe's, I buy myself some flowers or I buy some flowers for my home or for my office. But on that particular day, I just wasn't feeling it. But he insisted. Eventually, I realized I have been in the store maybe 10, 15 minutes to do my own shopping. Now, 20 minutes waiting for the water and the box to put the water in. And now we're in this practically an argument about flowers. And so I thought the fastest way out of here is to say yes to the flowers. So I said yes to the flowers. Then the more detailed conversation about what kind of flowers ensued. And really at that point, I just wanted to leave. But he was being so kind and so thoughtful in offering me the flowers. I thought, well, the least I can do is to accept his offer of the flowers. And so I was thinking like, Astrolomeria, those last a long time and they're not very expensive. I don't know why it was a gift for me. I don't know why I was being cost conscious, but I was. And so I'm running through all these different ideas. And so finally, I just said like, I don't know, red or pink. I'm fine. Anything red or pink would be great. So he says, how about shrub roses? So if you know shrub roses, they're little small rose um, flowers on a stem that has a bunch of different flowers, a bunch of different small roses on the same stem. And I thought to myself, sure enough, those are reasonably inexpensive flowers compared to, let's say, long-stemmed roses. And 
So I said, sure, that would be great. You know, red, pink, whatever you've got, I'm fine. So he says, okay, I'll go get them. And so he leaves. Now the flowers are up near the front of the store. And I wait and I wait and I wait. And now I'm wondering, was I supposed to follow him to the front of the store? Because that's also where the cash registers are, where I could check out with my groceries. Or do I just wait here? So I waited. And then eventually I went kind of in search of him. And I thought, if I don't find him, I'm just going to go check out and leave. And he can give the flowers to somebody else. But sure enough, we crossed paths. And he had a dozen long-stemmed red roses and a dozen long-stemmed white roses. And he said, what do you know? Our floral department has been very busy today and we don't have any shrub roses left. In fact, many of the flower selections have been very picked over. And he said, I've got either white roses or red roses for you to choose from. And then he says, he kind of like looks around to see if anybody else is listening and he leans in and he says, if I were you, I would choose the red roses because I think they'll last longer. They look like they're in better condition. So at this point, I'm in no condition to argue with him. So I said, thank you very much. I will take the red roses. What he did next is he signed his signature over the UPC code so that when I went to pay, they would know it was a gift from the store. And his name, Victor, he was very specific about that in signing his name. And he explained that they wouldn't charge me for them at the cash register. And now I know a thing or two about Trader Joe's. Now, I do not proclaim any deep expertise in their organization or their culture, but I know a thing or two about them. I, in fact, listened to some of their episodes of their podcast about their store. And I know that one of their primary values is love love for their product, love for their community, and paramount is love for their customer. So as I accepted these flowers from Victor, I told him, I said, I've been shopping at Trader Joe's for a very long time, and you are an exemplary example of the value of love that Trader Joe's stands for. Now, he looked at me and I I swear tears almost welled up in his eyes. And he said, thank you. That is one of the kindest things that a customer has ever said to me. Now, if you happen to be watching this episode on YouTube, you will see these flowers right behind me on my credenza. You'll see these red roses. These are the red roses that I received from Victor just the other day. And if you're on my other social media channels, you will see these red roses posted this week because I'm talking about Victor and the roses that I got from Trader Joe's because it was a remarkable thing where I felt so valued as a customer. I felt that I was a contribution to who he was as an employee by saying what I did say to him. And I'm bragging up my experience at Trader Joe's because it was quite frankly, phenomenal. It was an amazing experience. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, 
there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. So that's what happened to me the other day at Trader Joe's. Now, I want to break this down for you and share a few lessons. So there are lessons here about attracting and retaining talent, and we know that this is the tightest labor market that we have seen in at least half a century, and for years to come, we are going to be in a tight labor market. There are lessons in this about customer experience. I was already a loyal customer, but I'm going to tell you what the lessons are about customer experience in this. And then I have to talk about the value of being able to brag about something, being able to brag someone or something up. All right, so let's dive into each of these three lessons. First, the lesson of attracting and retaining talent. Again, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you have heard me talk about and share statistics about how this is the tightest labor market that we have seen in at least half a century, and it is not going to let up anytime soon. So we have got this super tight labor market. Now, Trader Joe's value of love extends to how its employees treat the customers, as you saw Victor treat me to these flowers. So Trader Joe's value of love also demonstrates empowerment because we saw Victor, I saw Victor not go ask anybody for permission. He didn't go ask the manager on duty or the general manager of that store for permission to give me flowers. It just came up in conversation as he was loading my cart and thinking about how patient I had been. And (laughs) I must admit, If I had been in a different set of circumstances, if I wasn't waiting for my daughter to finish an appointment that was just down the street, I don't know if I would have been so impatient. So I should say patient. I don't know if I would have been so patient as Victor went to the back and then went for a box and then helped another customer and then finally loaded my cart with the box of water. I don't know that I would have been. But he was empowered. It occurred to him in that moment, and he did not have to go ask for anyone's approval, anyone's permission. He could just give a customer flowers. And that's a beautiful thing. The autonomy that goes along with that is just terrific in terms of being the kind of employee who is valued enough to be able to have the discretionary spending power to spend some of the company's money on behalf of a customer is is just tremendous. So we've got three lessons here for attracting and retaining talent. The value of love and how that gets enacted and whatever that looks like in your organization. The value of empowerment, empowering employees to be able to make those discretionary decisions about who to give flowers to or whatever the little perk or the little, you know, buy somebody a cup of coffee. Whatever it is, it's, a, it's, it's terrific to have that value of empowerment. And then the autonomy that Victor didn't have to go ask anyone's permission. Victor could just act on his, be- on his own behalf. Now, I don't know the Trader Joe's culture well enough to know if Victor has one set of flowers he can give away every week or every month or anything. It doesn't matter. Just the way it landed for me was exceptional. The autonomy that I saw him have, beautiful. All right, let's go into customer service and customer experience. 
Now, I was already a loyal customer, but now if I need staples like produce or pasta or something that is essentially a commodity that is available at just about any grocery store, if I am already going to Trader Joe's, you can bet that I'm going to put all of those basic grocery items on my list for there. And while we're talking about it, let me just tell you a little bit about my grocery list. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you do know that sometimes I get my groceries delivered via Instacart, which I love. And if you haven't checked out my Instacart offer, please do. I'll link it up in the show notes to this episode. But I have a deal where you can get $10 off Instacart by uh, signing up with Instacart. But when I'm not getting my groceries delivered, I have a set of very specific grocery lists. I've got my Trader Joe's list. And some of the items on that list I can only get at Trader Joe's. We have some family favorites and I have some personal favorites that I can only get at Trader Joe's because they're specialty items that only they carry. Now I have my Costco list. So when I need to buy something in bulk, I put it on my Costco list. And again, like Trader Joe's, Costco has a handful of items that my family loves that we can only get at Costco because they are their brand or their store brand. I also have my list of items that I usually get at a discount grocery store. Quite often it's Aldi, but there are some other discount grocery stores that I might frequent as well. And these are things like staples, like pasta or bread or produce. And again, depending on the store, the produce may vary from store to store, but there are certain items that I will get at a more discount grocery store because they're basically the same wherever you get them. And then my family likes name brand items. There are a handful of name brand items, whether that is a breakfast cereal or a type of potato chip or snack food or a type of condiment that really needs to be a specific name brand in order for everybody in my household to be happy with it then I'm going to get those at one of the stores that sells the name brand products. So I have a file on my phone that has multiple grocery lists in it. Now, if I need something that I could maybe pick up at one of these other places, based on my most recent customer experience as a Trader Joe's employee, there's a really strong likelihood that that's going to go on my Trader Joe's list, even if I could get it somewhere else. So where am I going? Which grocery store am I going to? Which list am I going to put that item on? Well, because of this phenomenal customer experience that I received, it's going to go on my Trader Joe's list for quite some time. All right. Now, the third thing, bragging about something or some experience or something that was wonderful. Who do you brag about? What do you brag about? What are the things that you give five stars to? Heck, what are the things that you would give seven or eight stars to even when the scale only goes up to five? I'm bragging about Trader Joe's here on my podcast because they gave exemplary customer service because it demonstrated that they're hiring amazing talent and that they're doing things to retain that amazing talent. So I'm bragging about them and it serves me in no meaningful way except for sharing with you the valuable lessons that I learned when Victor gave me these flowers. So who do you brag about? What do you brag about? And can you do a little bit more bragging about something? All right, my challenge for you, my friends, as you go through this next week, I've got a three-part challenge that tracks exactly to the three things I was just talking about. So first, 
attracting and retaining talent. Now, whether it is someone you are looking to hire or have recently hired, if you're a manager, or if you have a cool coworker and maybe you're in no position to hire, you don't have hiring authority, but maybe you have a cool coworker that you would love to keep around as a coworker, what can you do this week to make them feel appreciated, to make them feel connected, to make them feel empowered, and to make them feel valued? I want you to go out of your way to make someone feel important. Again, if you're in the hiring manager shoes, someone that you've recently hired or are about to hire, if you are in the coworker shoes, someone that you work with that you really appreciate, what can you do to make them feel appreciated, valued, connected, empowered? so that they continue to be your coworker or your employee, or so that they come and join your organization if you're about to make them an offer. That's the first part of my challenge for you. Second part of my challenge for you, you provide customer experience, maybe to actual paying customers, maybe to other departments within your organization, internal customers, if you will, or maybe to your boss, but to someone, you provide customer service. How can you wow someone this week like Victor did with me the other day? What is your equivalent of giving a customer flowers? I want you to figure that out for yourself and then I want you to do it. And number three, who has gone above and beyond that you can brag about? How can you use your word of mouth to champion someone who is doing amazing things. Don't let them be a secret. Whether it is a coworker who over delivers, a client who is easy and fun to work with, or maybe even an episode of this podcast that helped you out in some meaningful way, tell someone about it. Tell a bunch of people, brag them up. People love to hear a good success story and you will be held in their favor if you tell a good success story about a customer, about a vendor, about an experience that you had that made a difference for you. So brag someone up this week. That is your challenge, my friends. That is make someone feel appreciated. Make an amazing customer experience. Give someone the equivalent of flowers from Trader Joe's and brag someone up. Those are my marching orders for you, my friends, this week. Now, if you enjoy this content and you're watching on YouTube, well, first of all, you would have seen the flowers behind me. (laughs) And I am also making other content on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe at youtube.com forward slash Janelle Anderson, PhD. And You will also want to uh, hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing, ding that little bell so that you get alerted every time there's new content there. And wherever you are listening or watching, please leave me a review if that is an option. Help other listeners find the show, share this particular show with somebody who would find it meaningful. And until next time, my friends, be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.